to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabber the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. We both need a good haircut. It's Master Bly, Luke Blywalker. How you doing, mate? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Yeah, it's a long month, isn't it? It's a long yeah. month, you know. I know this episode comes out in January, just, just. But it's basically embers. February. It's a February episode, right? Like that's when everyone will be listening to it, pretty much. Mostly. Um, mate, do, do you know what? We got a uh, lovely little message on the Patreon from Ed. Mm. Just Ed, E D Ed. Um, Ed, do you mind if we start the show with a little with a little message? How about that? No, yeah. absolutely. Ed, take it away, mate. Right, so he goes, Oi, oi, Savaloys. Greetings from Australia. I've listened to your podcast since the lead up to Ahsoka, and I'm very appreciative of your entertaining, informed, balanced, and passionate approach to Star Wars. Listening to you guys each week lifts my spirits and gives me a sense of company. I'm not working at the moment. I'm unsure how long I can commit to Patreon, but I'd like to support you as long as possible and hopefully encounter some Star Wars community. He goes on to say in December, I ventured into the city and while I was there, I decided to get a cheeky Starbucks. Hadn't been for years to get, you guessed it, a pumpkin spice latte in honour of Master Bly Walker. <laughs> Sadly, I was informed I'd missed the pumpkin spice season. I got a mint mocha instead. I have spoken. Um, Ed, thanks for the lovely message, mate. Really, really appreciative. I know like a few of you so I jumped on to the show during Ahsoka when we were doing the recaps of that and some of you have stuck around so thank you so so much um mate you're in Australia so I'm sure the seasonal pumpkin spiced stuff is maybe the other way around you know like maybe their pumpkin spice season is going to be coming in the spring which is autumn down there but they don't really have like you know like autumn autumn winter winter defined yeah Yeah, no. I suppose it depends where you live in Australia, but yeah, big country, massive country, um, mm. deceptively huge country. Um, Ed, mate, Heard. thank you so much for that message. We love getting messages like that, um, and you know you, the fact that you took the time to write that means an awful lot to the both of us. You know, we know lots yes. of people listen, and we don't we don't often hear from probably ninety eight percent of the listeners. We have a huge listenership, but we we, we hear from a few of them, or quite a few of them. So it's lovely when we get messages like that, mate. And I will say. I will say, Ed, mate, I've said a few times, it's not a like for like, but if there's no PSL, go for the chai latte. It's, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's not quite coffee, coffee, but it's got those spices. It's got your nutmeg. It's got your cinnamon. It's got a bit of clove in it. It's as pumpkin it's spice tea. as you're going to get. It's tea. It's, mate, it's quality, but the pens, you can go some to some places and they just stick too much cardamom or something in. And it's quite frankly, not very nice, but um, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for that, mate. But in terms of, 
uh, community sections. You know, we've got we've got our Discord, which is always popping, is always buzzing, and even which he's if, joined, which he has joined, he, yeah. he has, and he has joined, and he's been contributing um, some absolute filth to it as well. Uh, me myself, I like to lurk sometimes. I like to see all, all the filth that's going on, and uh, every now and then chuck in a, a zinger, <laughs> but. Uh, it's been oh. contributing to that, and I'm so glad you found us, mate. And hopefully, you stick about. And in terms of, you know, what you say, obviously you're not working. We're glad that well, I'm glad that we can keep you company at the minute. And in terms of the patronage, mate, just the fact that you sent the message and you you signed up at all means the world to us. So if, if you have to drop off at some point, you know, we still love you, mate. We still love you. Matt's a lurker. So he's just like popping his head above yeah, that, the fence. Actually, none, none of that sounded right, did it? Actually, yeah. And the police, <laughs> the police are noting him down as we speak. <laughs> Only in our Discord, may I just say that right now? <laughs> Essex Police. <laughs> God, God. <laughs> there's there's a lurker in the book chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's John right, what saying? <clears throat> Ed, you're right, mate. Family, family friendly, family friendly. Um, <laughs> we've also got some new patrons, haven't we? Right. We've got some new patrons along with the Patreon chat. So a massive, yeah, we do. We do big time. So a massive shout out to our new patrons, Daniel. We're going to say Roka. We're guessing because you didn't put your surname in Daniel. And we're looking at an email address. I'm I'm, I'm just assuming Daniel Roka and Lewis P who have both signed up at the hello there tier. What a couple of sick heads. Thank you so much for supporting the show Joining up, like Matty said, it means the world. Supports us, supports the show. You know it, you love it. We've got more content coming up. More content than you know what to do with, really. So more I'm gonna close my blind slightly. It's so so bright. Why you do so that, bright? mate? It's like it's like he's looked up into the the sky of Jeddah and seen the Death oh. Star in his in his orbit. Bang. <laughs> um the uh yeah no guys thank you so much for signing up we we say it every month and i'm sure other creators say it too but it means the world to us but it generally does mean the world that anybody would you know take put their hand in their pocket and um support the show financially you've got a, a wicked journal of luke blywalker listen to this month uh keep your ears and eyes out for a podcast which is dropping and the new jibber jabber with me jabber the hud come in as well so daniel lewis thank you so much for signing up so uh a bit of a seller to Burry celebratory can never say that word properly celebratory start to the show and we and listen guys we're telling you right now the fun is only just beginning this is where the fun begins we've got a great show lined up but before we get into that i can hear the chimes of big ben kenobi in my ear what does it all mean my friend must mean it's galactic news round The Bad Batch Season 3 trailer has dropped and revealed the return of fan-favourite character Asajj Ventress. You'll be able to hear more of our thoughts on our Patreon. Speaking on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, Daisy Ridley said she still finds the backlash to The Rise of Skywalker very upsetting, but said it did not change how she felt about the film. Rogue One director Gareth Edwards has said it is special to be recognised by his hometown after being given the freedom of Nuneaton. Hi, this is Kenny Lee. This is Roger Christian. This is Misty Roses. This is Vanessa Marshall. This is Mike Quinn. I played Nine Numb in the Star Wars movies. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. 
Now we said up top that this is where the fun begins. And it really does. We are discussing this week, we are delivering, we are revealing our top 10 favourite Star Wars television episodes. Whether it's live action, animated, whatever, we've lumped them all together and we have individually picked our 10 favourite Star Wars television episodes. And before we go any further, let's preface that by saying these are our top 10 favourites. We're not trying to talk for the fandom or say this is this is the definitive best. These are our favourite mm-hmm. episodes based on whether we just like them. It could be emotion, story, how it hit, doesn't matter. We've picked 10 personal favourites. I have no idea what Lukey Boy has picked, which I'm very excited about. But, mate, I love... Yeah, ever since episode one, way back when uh, when we did start sessions, I've always loved a top ten or a top five episode. Some mm-hmm. say it's kind of low hanging fruit and easy money, greasy money, baby. But mate, I love it. I love a discussion show like this. So um, yeah, me too. Before we go, do you, do you like a top ten, mate? Because we haven't done one for a while. No, it's, it, it has been a little while. I do enjoy yeah. a top ten, and I think it's like a nice little, especially when we come into it not knowing what each other are going to pick. It's a nice way to get to know each other so let's say if you have started Ooh. listening from you know ahsoka yeah or last year mando season three who knows then and and maybe you've not listened to our back catalog yet you know it, it's it's a good way to to know us a little bit i suppose so yeah i'm really excited mate i, I gotta warn you though i struggled i struggled i'm even looking at the list now and i'm thinking good i can t- i could change that I could change that. I could update this. I could update that. I'm, you know, it, it's always yeah. changing. And I'm I'm of the opinion that unless it's about something like really, really strong, you know, opinions and thoughts and perspectives can change over time, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. You might be more in the mood of, you know, watching The Last Jedi on one day and the next day you might be like, oh, do you know what? I can't stand that film today. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't deal with it. Give me it. Attack of the Clones. You know? Oh, Attack of the Clones. No, yeah, it is. Every day is a good day for Attack of the Clones, mate. Yes, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, wait, I, I suppose there though. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I struggled good, hard. I'm glad. I struggled yeah. badly with this one, and uh, mainly because of the testament of the strength of the episodes. And because, of course, we are talking what 130 episode Clone Wars, 70 something Rebels episodes, all of Resistance, all of the Bad Batch, all of Tales of the Jedi visions. Mm. Mando, one, two, three. Ahsoka. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, Andor, Obi-Wan. I probably missed one out, but I don't think I have. Anything that's been on the television Star Warsy, we have gone through. Now, not, now, listen, I ain't gone and watched 300 episodes of animated series for this, but I have been watching an awful lot of what I consider to be my favourite episodes. I know you've been doing rewatches. Mm. I've done some as well. Just so I can... Because there, there was a few that, like you, and, and there's, a, there's a couple which I may end up having to pick on the spot because I just can't separate them. I went back and watched those just so I could get some clarity. But this this was tough. This wasn't a foregone conclusion. If, if, if we were to pick the 10 best episodes of Star Wars TV um, going by the consensus, probably be a lot easier. It could be that, oh, this one, this one, this one. The fans love that one. They're easy. But mm. this was altogether a more challenging, I found. Yeah, well, we did the fan vote on Instagram, but I suppose we'll we'll get to that in the Bantina later when we hear yeah. your thoughts on it, right? Because that was really interesting. Do you think our lists, before we dive in, do you think they're going to be different? Do you think they're going to differ much? Do you think the top <sighs> episodes will be similar? 
I don't know. I, I think mm. there's going to be some crossover. I do think there's going to be some cross pollination of episodes, but it's Ooh. where are they going to be? Uh, you know, Sounds what, my, you know, well, no, you, what, my, my, the latter stages of mine might be at the top of yours and vice versa. I might have completely yeah. shunned an entire series. You might have embraced it. That's the entire thing. That's the entire thing. That wasn't a dig at anyone in particular, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, that's that's what I'm excited about. So I think there's going to be, I reckon there's at least two that are definitely in each other's lists. And other than that, oh, I'm willing keep, to be surprised. I keep looking at our list and thinking, oh, that's not in there. That's not in there. <laughs> I know. That's not in there. I'm look, I've got it. I've got the list there. On my phone, I've been and I've been on the toilet working on it. I've been on my desk working on it. I've been, <laughs> I've been out and about. I've lit no, literally, I've been out and about and stopped, d- stood to the side, like just outside a Tesco, like corner shop near me, and gone. Oh, hang on, I've, <laughs> let me hang just write done. this down quickly. Yeah, you stop traffic for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Stuff. I've been, I've been at work working hard as ever, but. I've been um, on my little notepad. I've been trying to, I, I whittled it down for, I started with like 20. I like these, these ones I have to fit on there somewhere. And then there's a couple of like non-negotiables, like the ones which are absolutely going to be on the top 10. Yeah. But then I really struggled because I, and again, like I said, I, in truth, I've probably got a top 14, which I am going to get down to a 10. Um, but I'm, I'm confident in the ones I have, but I know what you mean though. It's needlessly stressful trying to do this and try to make sure that is perfect. And then mate, we're only going to get, Acolyte, Skeleton Crew, oh, and everything man. else dropping this year, and Bad Batch Season 3. So this list might change in a couple of months, but for now, pretty solid. So should we start at number 10? Yeah. Yes. And should we should we try, and I know we said this when we were messaging each other about the show idea, but like, should we try and keep the chat to, to, to kind of like a minimum up until like the top three? And then at the top I three, we so. can dive in a little bit more. But still, we're so. going to be unless, tight on time. I'd say so, unless one of the um, re- revelations is like in- incredibly shocking, then I'd say yeah. so because I'd like to assume that everybody listening to this has seen the episodes we're going to speak about. So you you oh. know what goes on. You don't need to hear a synopsis of it. And if you haven't seen them, there may be spoilers for any of the episodes. We will, of course, say the episode title and where they're from. So if you haven't seen it, just beware, we may end up spoiling some of it, but that's just part of the course they've been at for a little while. We're all Star Wars fans, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, I'd say so. Top three, the podium positions will go a little bit harder into why, but I think we can get, we can we can sprinkle some salt onto the other ones there, mate. But uh, let's let, let's let's stop talking. Give me your number ten, mate. I need honestly. I'm so excited now that you've given it the big I am of you've stopped traffic and everything. I need to know. Right, <laughs> what's your list? So I'm going first. I'm going first. Andor episode six, the I yeah that's my number 10 okay my number 10 is oh it's that's a good shout my number 10 mate is the clone wars season 5 episode 20 the wrong jedi it's the one where barris is convicted of blowing up the temple and ahsoka leaves that's such a good episode it's quality mate quality spoiler I have not got one Clone Wars episode in my top 10. Oh, that's not the show I thought you'd be ditching. Yeah. I just, I'm being honest, right? Because I'm like, it, at the end of the day, I know it's critically acclaimed. I know people love it. I love the Clone Wars. Ooh. I prefer Rebels, but I love Clone Wars. Same. But for me, for me, it's just, it doesn't, 
do, you know, do I really enjoy that more than live action? No. I don't. I was this close to including, and you know that I, if you're a long-term listener to the show, I adore the Saw Gerrera arc in season five. Oh, the Under arc. Yes, thank you. I was very close to including that in there. I have got animated in here, though. I, I not a lot. There. Not a lot. And it's personal, isn't uh, it? This is personal choice, guys. We're not slamming yeah. the Clone Wars. This is personal choice. Uh, and that's, this is why it's so exciting. It's not. It's, this is a break from the norm of what people expect. Um, what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine. I'm sticking animated, though, mate. And this may be a bit of a surprise to some people. And it is uh, The Bad Batch, season two, episode 12, The Outpost. It's the one where Cross says, sent to Barton 4, and he bonds with those old clones, and he ends up killing the lieutenant in protest. But it's just an episode with crosshair couple of clones it's a bit like the zeb and callus one in rebels where it's just a couple of people and they just have to bond and we finally see him basically snap and i think it's such a incredibly well done episode like everything from the animation the lighting the performances awesome and that's what i love yeah. about star wars when it gets like deep like that yes yeah i do love so much of the animation man like I, I i restarted uh bad batch season two the other day Oh yeah, and I was oh, like, saw, yes. yeah. yeah, just because I've got a lot, I've had a lot of photography work come in this week, and a lot of editing and stuff, and I'm, I've like got a huge back catalogue of editing that I'm doing, and um, yeah, I, I, I was like, let me put some bad batch on while I'm doing this, and it's more that yeah. I'm listening to it than you know, like watching yeah, yeah. it, but Still. you know, you're getting little bits fit, and it is, it is enjoyable, it is really, really enjoyable. I am shocked at your list so far. You've got but two animated shows. Um, episode, sorry. Uh, in ninth place for me, it is The Mandalorian Chapter 4, Sanctuary. Oh, you love that one, don't you? I adore that episode. I adore that episode. I think it's severely underrated, but I yeah, I just love everything about it. I think it just encapsulates what Mandalorian is all about in, in one episode. Um, terrific for me, mate terrific really well directed as well really really yeah. well directed yeah. yeah mando's space with space widow there as well we, he'll go back to it don't you worry about that um so we've got so you've got so i've got clone wars and bad batch you've got Andor and mando to kick yours off my number eight then mate is i'm, I'm going to continue that theme uh, i'm going for the mandalorian season one episode three the sin when he goes back mandalorian he gives he you know, shockingly gives grogu to the client or baby Yoda at the time, the child has mm. a change of heart, goes back. And then we, it's the first episode really where we get to kind of see any kind of cracks behind the mask that he's not just this cold, heartless guy, man. That's a good episode. Uh, Deborah Chow directed that one. Oh, what a shout. What a shout. <laughs> uh, the sin, which is again, an extraordinarily good oh, no. i said that weird extraordinary it's an extraordinary ep episode yeah um it's not on my top 10 it's another one where i'm like how's that not on my top 10 but it's, yeah it's all subjective but you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be strong um, lists my number eight we're on eight aren't we yeah eight, yes sir um is the book of boba fett episode two the tribes of Tatooine. I think this episode is really misunderstood. 
I think it's absolutely wacky, but it it's it's a throwback to lots of Americana sort of stories, um, but also deep mythology. You've got Boba Fett's, you know, sniffing a lizard and <laughs> going on a trip, and I, I I think it's a beautiful episode, and the ending is absolutely beautiful, and it's one of the episodes that's really really grown on me actually as as time's gone on. Um, yeah. I, I adore it. The Book of Boba Fett. Have you got any Boba Fett on your list? Maybe. Oh, possibly. Okay, okay, okay. What's Maybe. your? Uh, what's? Oh, you've done. You've done. We've done number eight now, right? So we are to on to number seven. Okay. Uh, this mate. This is one of the. This is where I struggled now. Really okay. did because I have two episodes and I'm only going to pick one. Don't worry, guys. I'm not going to leave you on tenter hooks. But I am now in my mind stalling so I can pick the episode. It is from Star Wars Rebels. That is it. It's a Star Wars Rebels episode, and I am going to I'm going to flip and I'm going to say Twilight of the Apprentice, the season two finale. Um, you know, you got Ahsoka, Ezra, Maul versus the Inquisitors, Ar- Vader arriving on his tie, whooping Ezra, Ahsoka Annie's fight. Uh, Maul trying to seduce Ezra to the dark side. He actually wins mm-hmm. some fights against Inquisitors. It's where the show went up another gear. I, f- I think it was, you know season two is really good actually, but it went up another gear from here. So the season two finale for me, the the one which I almost picked was Jedi Knight, the one where Kanan kicks a bucket because I think the, it's handled so brilliantly well. But Twilight of the Apprentice, a season two finale, is my number seven, mate. What about yourself? <sighs> A great choice. Great, great choice. Another episode. Our lists are so different. Because <laughs> that's are another one where I was like, it's in the running, but it doesn't, yep. it's not quite, you know, for me. Um, my number seven is Andor again, and it's actually Rick's Road. Oh, man. Um, yeah, which is a superb piece of television. Absolutely superb. Um, there's not a lot wrong with it. There's not a lot wrong with it, but I think everything above this, there's not a lot wrong with, you know, these are just remarkable episodes of television, full stop, not just Star Wars, not just fantasy, science fiction. Um, But yeah, and or a solid entry, a solid, solid entry. Rick's Road, number seven, mate. Chill was just thinking about it. Um, Brasso. Um, knocking that guy on the head with Marva's stone, that incre- brick, incredible. Um, oh man, uh, yeah, that's powerful, a very it? strong. It's, pow- it's powerful. We did the we did the speeches of Andor season <sighs> one episode last year. If you've not listened, it's to incredible. That, I'm so proud of that episode. You know, please yep. go listen to it. The, the 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 I mean, it's just it's just the tip of the iceberg of what makes Andor so good. And look, I know Andor's not everyone's cup of tea. That's fine. That's fair enough, but um, it's one of those shows that the more I'm sitting on it, the more I'm like, wow, yeah, this is just an absolute masterpiece. You know, we're so privileged to have this in in our mythology, right? But yeah. um, anyway, anyway, I digress. Number six, mate, what's yours? Number six for me, my friend, is I'm heading to the Sands of Tatooine, the Book of Boba Fett, series one, or, se- or only series, episode yeah. two, the tribes of Tatooine is for me. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Yes, we've got a crossover. <laughs> Steph Green delivered some absolute filth on this one. Every, everything you said, mate. I mean, I'm not, I, everything you said is the reasons why uh, I love this. You know, the spiritual yep. and mental awakening, the Tuscan training, um, yep. the creating of the gaffy stick, the ceremonial dance at the end. 
But let's not also forget, we see the huts, we see little Boba on Camino, oh. we see Kusantan, <laughs> we see Mayor Mokshais, we get to see Boba whip those fools at Toshi Station, um, you know, and the train heist yeah. as well. It is. Uh, and oh, we get to see flashbacks as well. It's so much so stuff going good. on. It's, it's so good. It's so good. It's the first one of the episode. It is just so good. I think it we is, should mate. just make it number one. Let's call it a day. Just Boba Fett. Though, it's my, I've, I've always championed this episode, mate. Always, always, always. Because I think it is, I've said before, I've seen motion at the end of it. It's incredible. But yeah. then when I was thinking about it and doing a little rewatch, I rewatched From the Desert Comes a Stranger, the Cad Bane one. And I thought, God damn, this could push it. Just because of how it starts and ends, like this could push it, but it didn't. The Tribes of Tatooine is my number six, my friend. Our first crossover. What about you? Um, I have another strong episode. I feel uh, the Mandalorian chapter nine, episode nine, season two, the Marshal. Um, <laughs> John Favreau's little episode, you know, and it feels cinematic and i think especially since our announcement from a few weeks ago where we you know we've heard oh we're gonna film the mandalorian and grogu whatever it's going to be called um yeah you can kind of look at this episode and this is almost like the teaser trailer for the film i think you know this has john favreau written all over it. it it's a really high quality strong episode action writing the beginning with you know the the gamorians wrestling and like fighting in a in a wwe ring that's and it. you know that's the thing with the mandover shows is that they can bring in just such weird elements and make it feel so star warsy you know it does feel like it could be an extension of return of the jedi and that's the point isn't it and uh mate the marshal is absolutely delicious absolutely delicious <laughs> i love it it's a superb uh, episode a grin like a cheshire cat at all of these answers because yeah, no. I, I know I, I stand by mine yours are incredible the five you've got mate are there are this it belongs to our our franchise this belongs to our team man now i reckon that's 10 episodes so far which are quality and it's annoying yeah. me because i want to go back and watch some of them now i know I want, it, and that's a good thing isn't it you know yeah um but well there's the, there's the first half done there's 10 through 6 so now we're getting to uh you know the champions league places the european places in terms of football analogies top five let's crack on then mate my number five now this might be a bit too low for some people but it's my list so booyah sucks to you it is episode six of obi-wan kenobi is oh. my number five. Uh, oh. Everyone here knows what we think about episode six, so any kind of long diatribe for me will be pointless. But, you know, the rematch, the visuals, the emotion, the acting, everything about it. What stops this being higher? And, you know, Miga, I'm not an internet hater, but what stops this from being high was the, the Luke slash Reaver stuff, which I think actually just detracted from the main fight. Yeah, we knew what happened to Annie, Obi and Luke. They're not going to die. And actually, Reaver's fate was the one that carried attention. But I feel like that could have been handled earlier on and just leave this last episode to the big boys, to the Revenge of the Sith follow-up. But they didn't. It's fine. That's the, no, no bother to me. And also, they it, it, it didn't wrap it up as much as maybe a series finale could have done. But we get those final scenes of Obi-Wan and Leia. You get Vader on the throne. I don't mean the toilet. Vader on his throne. You get oh. um, Ian McDermott back as Palps. Uh, you made that that episode is such a great great advertisement for what you know star wars can be if they just 
they give themselves into some of that fan servicey moments and when they get it right i know not everybody likes all of it and parts of the aspects of the direction but when they when the episode six pretty much nailed almost everything but it didn't make the top four for me that's number five is episode six of obi-wan my friend a superb choice, mate. Superb choice. Obi-Wan Kenobi is another show absent from my list, sadly, buddy. It's wow. absent. I didn't yeah, I did I not expect that. I know. And and that, that sixth episode, that finale, I think is beautiful. You know, that had me in tears at the end. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly just loved it. Um Yeah. Yeah, great choice. That was your number five, wasn't it? That was your number five. Um, for me, my number five, uh, I'm going animated, Matty Boy. I am going animated. Star Wars Rebels. It's Star Wars Rebels. Now, you've mentioned Twilight of the Apprentice, you know, an yes. episode that is loved and adored by a lot of people. But for me, there is an episode that is a bit more special than that. It is Twin Sons, season three, episode <laughs> twenty, Star Wars Rebels. Twin Sons. I think it's it's delicious. Everything about it is delicious. But that 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 final moment between Kenobi, Maul, you know, is is you know, Luke is he the chosen one? He is. You know, <laughs> it, it's it's wonderful. It's it's just this whole th- story of Maul and this this thread that was continued you know in the clone wars after they decided to bring more back which is still a decision i think is kind of overlooked of when it comes to ropiness you know we all have a good moan about palpatine returning in uh, rise of skywalker <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're, a lot more f- we're forgiving of maul aren't we we're a lot more forgiving of of maul maybe it's the time i don't know um both stupid yeah yeah <laughs> for sure but to have it and this is the thing. I think it was. Was it Mancalorian? Was it Mancalorian or Big Bell? Big, Big Bell. <laughs> Big Boy Bell. <laughs> Big Bell Boy. Big, <laughs> Big Boy Bell um, said on our Discord, it's like, you know, it's it's hard to kind of, um, or it's easy more like to conflate like arcs with episodes i know we got some yes. uh, some 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 dms on social media about like oh why don't you include this arc and it well it's not about yeah. arcs it's about individual episodes right however all episodes have context of what came before it and after it that's yeah, it yeah these these are very important in, and of course it, i don't know about you mate but of course i'm taking that into consideration yeah you can't it's about help feeling. It, can you yeah, it's about feeling, yeah, no, and it's not. We're not trying to be too um, academic here, yeah. You know, just just go with your heart, go with what you feel, yeah. It, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. Anyway, rebels. What do you think, mate? Is that a decent entry? A number five, my yes. number five, hundred percent. And and people and in about that, people point to the Ezra stuff, but I think the Ezra stuff is great as well. You know, Ezra traversing the sand, the Dune Sea. Uh, I think it's great, and you know, hearing Maul's voice, and um, eventually the reveal of Obi Wan, leading to that fight. Which, of course, I imagine all of us, all of us, probably thought this is going to be a humdinger. This is going to be a big fight, and then one, two, three, done. And yeah. I've, the first time I saw, it, I remember, think I remember thinking, oh, but very quickly you're like, no, that is 
that is it. Everything that fight symbolizes is captured so beautifully in, you know, the characterizations has done so well in that just in those three swings. But I think it's, I think it's great, mate. Um, and I love that they bought the difference between Palpatine and Maul at the minute is they bought Maul back and actually, you know, uh, est- established character, developed it and more. And, you know, he's, he's now, yeah. when we get to twin sons, I immediately, when Obi-Wan's holding Maul and, you know, they got the whole chosen one thing. I'm immediately transported back to being 13 years old again watching The Phantom Menace for the first time and seeing Maul and Obi-Wan fight and then Qui-Gon talking about the show. It links my my childhood to my adulthood so well. You know, who would have thought in 99 that in 2019 this that, that feud would actually finally come to an end? Um, yeah. It's stuff like that, which is what you mean. It's like it's a feeling, So, which is why Jedi Knight almost got in for me because I think what comes before and after it is incredible. But, mate, great, great, great show. I love Twin sons as an episode did it make my list well we can find out in a minute if it did or not but it's a great show and i'm glad to see rebels getting some love in there and, and also for the arcs mate i understand if we were doing arcs yeah i'd have a couple of clone wars arcs but that's yeah, not how we're playing totally, this totally different conversation totally yeah. different episode Huge. if we're doing arcs right yeah, yeah. hugely yeah. okay right uh, we are now into the top four so what missed out on the bronze medal for me my friend for me, number four is episode four of season one of Ahsoka, Fallen Jedi. Oh, oh mate, I know it's similar to maybe say oh, I'm going to put episode five in at the minute, but if, I think this is the strongest pure episode of Ahsoka. And by that, I mean it's weaving in elements of itself, like its own characters, the story that this show set up rather than maybe like Rebels and whatever. It's given us answers to where we're going. And, mate, we get some sick Saber fights, Ahsoka v. Marek, Sabine versus my girl Shin Hattie, round two, Balin v. Ahsoka. Uh, we get Hu Yang throwing hands with those droids, so everyone forgets about that. That's quality. Um, but you get you get to see more about Balin, like silver tongue Balin's talking smack to Ahsoka, um, seducing Sabine into giving him the orb. Um, I don't know, it's, and visually, I think it's incredible. I love the planet that they're on, um, Cetos. But I think I think there's a piece to the episode, as in like an actual piece, that kind of tranquility. As much as there is this weird kineticism, which is just f- pure fighting, it's quite a foreboding episode. And I've said it when we did the recaps. I, I think I put this one ahead of part five, just because I think it stands stronger as an Ahsoka episode rather than you know Clone Wars Rebels. Um, and then rewatching it, I'm like, yeah, this is this is great. It's but parts one and two of Ahsoka, good. Number three, I think, might have been quite good as well. But this one, I was like, yeah, this is this is it. Um, so mm. tough from that series. Maybe I haven't finished yet with that series. But yeah, episode four is my number four, Fallen Jedi. So uh, what are you thinking, and what's yours? Absolutely delicious choice, my friend. Um, continuing on. With the Ooh. Rebels thing. Ooh. And your choice. I also mm. have Ahsoka episode as my number four. And that is, of course, episode five. <laughs> Shadow Warrior. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, I actually I actually do... Um, I concur with, uh, with a lot of what you've just said. That in, in a lot of ways, the fourth installment is, is stronger. But I think... Uh, continuing on from my last choice with twin sons, I'd be a hypocrite not to choose twin sons and also, you know, not choose 
Shadow Warrior if I wasn't to include those because of context, right? But I but I've chosen to because because of context of the character. I think Shadow Warrior is absolutely divine. I think it's vital for the progress of Ahsoka as a character, of her story, of getting over her traumatic experience of being a Jedi during the Clone Wars, during a time when the Jedi were still the good guys, but not as good as what they should have been. They were imperfect. And we did a whole episode on, you know, why the Jedi weren't really the perfect heroes in the prequel era. And that was a, that was a conscious decision by George. Right. And, this episode is the epitome of that. It's, it's, it's how do you get over something like that? How does someone who's lived through that knows what their master, their role model, yeah, their their fatherly figure in a lot of ways, or brotherly figure, older brotherly figure, goes and commits, you know, mass war crimes? How do you get over that? How are you meant to be religious? How are you meant to be faithful? And... um Yes, like you said earlier, I think yeah, yeah, it can be a bit fan servicey. It is fan servicey. No, no question. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, it's fantastic fan service. It's meaningful. It's well written. I adore it. I love it. And I watched just those two episodes, um, <laughs> like last month, like on a day off and stuff. And we had, yeah, I, I posted a uh, <laughs> a uh, reel and TikTok. Oh yeah, of your missus. My, yeah, my missus' reaction saying, like, who the hell is that <laughs> to Marek? And I was like, we don't know either, really. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, in, in a lot of ways, I, I think you're bang on the money, mate, with your choice. But, yeah, I think uh, for, for me, episode five is, is, is the stronger episode. Um, and that's why, for me, it's a well-earned fourth place. Yeah. I can hear something in the background. Oh. It was Luke Bly dropping the mic. That's what it was. Yeah, man. That's mate, it's. It was tough because it, we've both said it. Feeling comes into it. And how can you not watch live action? Not even literal, actual live action Clone Wars mm. uh, episodes almost, and be like, not be like, this is amazing. Fan service is a word that gets tossed out too regularly, and Star Wars has been guilty of, you know, doing it incorrectly. But I think, mm-hmm. but the fan service isn't a bad term when it's done. Right, and I know people don't even like that when it's done right, but there is a difference. When it's handled correctly, Definitely. and I think Shadow Warrior was, then this is what you get. You get something, like you say, meaningful. It has context. It has meaning for what came before them, that the, that moment and also what is to come. It's not just, oh, no, let's get Hayden back and have him swing his sword about. No, it's there's more to it than that. And that Man, I want to go and watch that one again. And Ariana Greenblatt mm. is young. Uh, Ahsoka oh. is so cool as well. But yeah, she's what, fantastic. What, what a one-two punch of episodes. Well, we've just gone chronologically without realising our our number four mm-hmm. is episodes four and five of Ahsoka. Mine's four, Lukey Boy's five. But now we're going to get into the the, po- the podium positions now. You know, the, the anthems are ready. They've got the medals and the flowers ready. I am so excited because you've already surprised me with a few of yours and what I know isn't in it. So I don't know what's going to be in your top three, but I'm going to kick off then. My number three is Mandalorian. Yeah, season two, episode fifteen, the believer. We did a whole oh. episode about it a year or so ago. So it, I know we said we're going to dive into it. 
I've got that in the back of my mind that we did a whole deep dive on the episode, like the underrated gem that is the Believer. It's for those who don't know, it's the episode where Miggs Mayfield, Bill Burr, and Mando head to, along with Cara Dune, Boba Fett, and Fennec, head to Morak because they need to find information on Gideon's whereabouts to try and save Grogu. And they steal a juggernaut full of that's hauling Rhydonium and they have to go to this Imperial facility and, you know. Uh, carnage ensues along the way and then when they get there it's it's just fantastic but it's it, it's full of action intensity and it's a nice subtlety that rick family were employees to as well some great lines you know as far as i'm concerned if you can make it through your day and still sleep at night you're doing better than most the the whole scene between richard brake's character vess a uh, hess no yeah, no yeah hess uh meg mayfield and mando in the canteen essentially a refectory where they're talking about burning con operation cinder a bit of canon love there that scene is incredible the action is great the the nods to old films like um uh i've already forgotten what it's called but i really like it sorcerer in in, when they're getting to this facility it just shows me that mando was always lots of people call mando not surface level star wars but they always said you know it works so well because it just it embraces the fun, the goofiness, the weirdness, which it does, and it gives us that kind of cool swashbuckling hero. And at times, people have people don't often say, you know, how well, how good the story, how well written is. And you know me, mate, stick two people in a room or in a car and give them good mm-hmm. dialogue and, and good actors, and that's that's all you need to do. And they, you did that, you know, on, when they're on the way to the facility, Bill Bill Burr is cr- crushing it alongside um, Brendan and Pedro as Din. You know, the, their conversation is great where they're talking about two sides of the same coin, the New Republic, the Empire, um, and then everything from there onwards and the transformation of Mayfield. We get to see Mando's face, how far he'd go for Grogu. And then, of course, when he drops the mic at the end with his monologue, the Mando monologue to Gideon. It's I, Honestly, there's so much to it. I would implore people to go and listen to our episode where we we, we, we were at Lukey Boy's old gaff. We, we watched the episode and then we picked up the mics and recorded about recorded it. Uh, our, our thoughts on it is such a good episode, and also seismic charges happen. I know there's something about the episode, mate. I couldn't, even though it's not the most flashbangy episode, it's not the most whiz bang. I find myself going back to that one an awful lot because there's so much in it that I enjoy. And I just remember, mate, when it was when the synopsis came out for episode 15, and it kind of seemed like it wasn't going to be the huge daring rescue on Grogu like we all thought it was going to be. I remember we, most of us thought it was going to be like a uh, a two-part finale where they have to go and get Grogu. And in a sense, it kind of is. And we're like, oh, what? They've got to go and trans- transport this to go to a... Oh, what, what's this about? Couldn't have been any more wrong. This episode is insanely good. And it's good enough for my number three, mate. But guys, go check out our episode on it. It's, we, we really go deep into it. But I know you enjoyed that one as well. Whether it makes you top three, I don't know. But oh, I know you enjoyed it. I kid you not. This is where it gets so difficult. I kid you not. That is that is my number 11. Um, and up until up until about five minutes before we were we were recording it could have been in the top 10 but i was like no i've got to make a decision i'm not coming into a top 10 show of like 12 episodes with a 12 which could easily be i echo everything you just said everything you just said that 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 episode is absolutely overlooked by its neighbors isn't it yeah its neighbors get a lot of attention the episode before and after 
uh, go listen to our episode on it, The Believer. It is an it's an absolute gem in Star Wars storytelling. My number three, though, mate, it is also a Mandalorian episode. Surprise, surprise. Um, but and and I suppose The Believer could easily be here. Yeah, it is is the truth. But my feeling today is that this is justified um, and absolutely deserved because it introduced us to what has become one of the most iconic shows ever. Yeah, and I, I, I think The Mandalorian is, is becoming a show like that, even when it's not great. Yeah, even at its weakest, it's still relevant. It still packs a punch in the pop culture zeitgeist, right? It's episode one, The Mandalorian, chapter one, The Mandalorian. Simple. Yeah, I know, Mind I know. Blown. Not in a bad it's, way. It's, do you know what, mate? I've seen it so many times because even when, like, I think I told you, um, not last year, year before that, I had, when I just moved into my new place in Lee, I had my auntie over who's like severely autistic, right? She's in her, yeah. she's in her, fifties uh, now, early fifties now, but she has like the brain of like a four year old, right? So she, she's severely autistic um and vulnerable right but she loves star wars and i showed her the mandalorian that you know my nan and uh my, my, my auntie she lives with my nan um they don't have like disney plus or anything so i put on the mandalorian for her and that first episode just watching it through her eyes something that i'm so familiar with it's just a it's a wonderful experience and you kind of go yeah this is good isn't it you know you just go yeah this is pretty much a perfect introduction and then the ending you know when when they don't know who that is and i think that's the that's the important thing here is like my auntie doesn't realize you know the phenomena around grogu yeah she yeah. doesn't know that like, the world does but she didn't and so watching that and her reaction to like what <laughs> You know, I thought you could see like her little cogs in her brain, like trying to work out like, but weren't we just trying to hunt someone? And what there's this, and oh, it's so cute. And it's like, yes, true. That's that was everyone in 2019. And I think it's easy to forget that. Um, and it's a huge reason as to why this show is a massive success. And I love it. I can watch it over and over and over again when people come round and I'm like, have you seen Mandalorian? They're like, nah, let me put on the first episode for you. You know, it's <laughs> licking familiar. his lips. <laughs> yeah. You've got like, oh, let me go call a cab. <laughs> no, you've got the snout. And, no, not that one. I want to draw, you know, no droids. Okay. The dude from like, who runs the like rock department in Big Bang Theory, you know, comes in there in his, it's just, it's bizarre. It's utterly bizarre, but it's it's the flavor. It's the personality of Mandalorian in in one episode. So that is for me a well earned bronze position. Believe it or not, Are you surprised at that one? Uh, yes, I am. Um, mm. But the reasoning behind it, which is why I love episodes like this for and getting to kind of scratch beneath, beneath the surface, and obviously the reasoning behind it is so good. It's so beautiful to hear. Um, it is a solid episode. Let's not forget. Let's not pretend it isn't. the The way that show opened was everything. I, I when it happened because I know we'd seen mm. shots in the trailer of, of that kind of angled shot of Mando with the iris doors opening, and I remember thinking, I I hope that is his character introduction, 
And mm-hmm. it kind of was. I know we follow him into it, but the first thing we see is him with the music and those doors open. You just see him standing there oh. with his cape blowing. It's almost like looking back now, it is, like you say, the iconic moment of everything we know the character's gone through. How did he begin with this most badass stance? I think it's a great episode. Uh, I, I really want to go back and rewatch it, though. I haven't seen it for mm. a while, but I remember mm. the the big. Was that the, that's the one with the big ice dragon, isn't it? Um, the one with the fight, yeah. the big ice. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm getting it right. Yeah, the, at, yeah, of at course, the beginning yeah. and cools in it a lot, and you know your you know your ancestors rode the Mythosaur. You know, there's yes. and you've got IG11. You know, you've got. It's it's a really really well made episode. The music, the introduction to that wonderful score, that Ludwig score is just you know doesn't and the get fight as well between Mando and the um, yeah. the pirates, whatever they're called, the the raiders. It's yeah, fantastic. Uh, it's Dave Filoni, yeah. isn't it? It's um, you know, it is well well choreographed, and I, I, I can see where he's gotten a little bit more accomplished with his directing. But I remember watching it, thinking, "Hey, look, I dig the action still. I'm enjoying this an awful lot." Um, some good some good one liners in there, classic Star Wars one liners. I'm surprised only because I I've, I see so many people not to labour the point, but they say, "Oh, yeah, the, the pilot is is the weakest episode of all of them," and I don't agree with that. Um, I think it's more that maybe people just haven't gone back to watch it because the the newer ones are kind of bigger and more bombastic than that one. Um, but yeah, I, I need to go back and rewatch it. But as an introduction, it ain't half bad, is it? No, not at all, mate. Not at all. Right, we're we're getting we're getting there, mate. <sighs> number two and number one. I know there are two big episodes missing, but I wonder if you've gone full hipster and you know left one <laughs> out for. <laughs> <laughs> for effect, uh, but I wonder. I wonder. Oh yeah. Um no, I, I know what you mean now. Okay, well the silver medal position, it's squeaky bum time now. Which one just missed out? Uh this may be a surprise to you, but it is on your list. Yeah. It's your number ten. The, the eye. eye. And or season oh. one, episode six, the eye. Man. Uh action packed, tense, gritty, authentic, tough visually delicious and it's you know where we're speaking about arcs and that obviously the Aldani arc as a whole is i think is now incredible but I've, obviously i now can't watch episode six without the knowledge of what happened in the ones before and that slow burn the build-up getting introduced to these characters how how we get to know so much about them in two episodes before we get to the finale um so when the team finally make their break on the 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 Aldani base imperial base and all those credit 80 million credits we you know we have some kind of kinship with them um and there's an awful lot in episode this episode which which made me immediately know this is up there it, this is mm. up there like how the imperials just talk about the darny people as if they're kind of riffraff they've dwindled from the thousands to a handful and we can manipulate them over time as long as they've got full bellies and a bed to sleep they don't, they don't care they'll do whatever we say yeah. how the imperials are going to shut down their pilgrimage um and put them in a an imperial zone so they can watch the eye next time it's getting actual looks at the empire and this isn't the first episode where we do that but it's just another way of seeing just what the empire will actually do um but yeah what, what i love so i love the slow burn the build-up and then when we get to the base mate oh the amount of chef's mm. kisses i could do would make my hands hurt but you've got andor or clem nemic taramin and skeen they're all dressed up as imps you've got verwin sinter infiltrating the base so we've already got the classic star wars um punch rolling where you've got one thing happening there the other happening there and at the same time, we've got the eye going on above. Oh, so we've, we've got all that stuff. 
the stuff going on, mate. Um, but there's just so much. It's a little moment. There's a moment in it where Vel, obviously, she's the leader of the strike team. She has to give the go ahead, you know, and and the four lads are all lined up and they're saying, "What's going? Are we doing this or not? Are we are we going?" And she, you can tell, Vel was thinking this through. She's like, "If I say yes, this is this is it. This is this could be the end of us." But if I say mm. no, it's the end of the rebellion. And it's that the the way she hold the way it holds in her face and that moments like that I think are great. Um, and then the, obviously the metaphor of the the comets begin as the heist begins. It's just just so much to enjoy, and and it, and it's and it's Andor through and through. You've you know Nemec gets injured, Taramin gets killed, um, Vel, who we think is you know the good guy. She Nemec's dying. She's like, yeah, we ain't got time to take him to the doctors. And it's Skeen who's like, no, you're, we're doing it. And Skeen mm. turns out to be the rebel who's like, look, I'll take half of it. You take half of it. Bish bash bosh. He ends up getting killed. Uh, and we get Nemec's manifesto. Then it ends with Luthan laughing his head off. It's I don't know that the ending felt like such a relief for the audience as well because what Andor yeah. did so well is it could throttle you, it could get you by the by the collar. It's like I'm going to let you go to a finished, and that bit with Luthen at the end is almost like cusk, oh, getting that getting that uh, last gasp for air. But I also like how the Dani at no point suddenly took up arms and started fighting against the Empire, and yeah. I feel like in other series that would have happened. Like the Dani would have suddenly started beating up the empire and it would have become almost comical but you know they kept it small but the action the excitement of the tension and the the grayness that this episode brings like you see the Ooh. you see the rebels basically capture uh, uh, uh what a kidnap the imperial's wife and kid and they're like well if you don't what we don't do what we say we are going to execute them so probably should do what we say and we still don't know if they did or not yeah that's the thing where they've left out I, the way that cinta walks i think she looks like she's got the face of a woman who's just murdered two people. So uh, th- there's there's that side of it. But good point, good point. There's we don't yeah. quite know, but I mean, I, I like that they didn't tell us. We don't need to know. At the end of the day, it's not important whether she did or not. No. But we can make it up. But mate, there's so much here. And then of course, when the eye of Aldani actually comes overhead, I remember being blown away the first time I saw that on a television screen. This looks amazing. The music when they're flying through the uh, the eye, mate. I could talk about this for days. I probably will, but I'm going to stop. Yeah. Just it, it, my number two, mate. It is. It, it, it's, the, it's the art culmination, but I think it's an episode itself. I think it's so incredibly well done. Uh, but the eye season one, episode six of Andor is my number two, mate. I have an idea what I think one of yours might be, but I don't know what the other is. I, I'm, I'm stumped. I really Ooh, am. Okay. Right. My hmm. silver and these two. Uh, these two on depending on the day are interchangeable okay but today <laughs> this week and and uh, I, I was trying to hard to be a little bit critical as well my number two is the mandalorian chapter 16 the rescue that is what? my number two yeah uh, that is I, my I, number two i had nailed on as your number one yeah i thought you would i thought you would um, the Mandalorian chapter 16. Yeah. Um, it is a wonderful moment. It's one of the only star Wars moments where I just sobbed. I sobbed. And is that, you know, in part to do with the year it came out, you know, the craziness Ooh. that was 2020. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It was, 
But I'm taking all of that into consideration. And I think you, the listener, should do that as well. Yeah. Um, It felt just like a, a, a moment of pure pop culture history. Like we were just witnessing that. It was, you know, the belief of, you know, does, do the Jedi actually exist? You know, just Moff Gideon's face says it all in that moment when he's, he, he, he realizes ahead of everyone else. Oh, Oh, it's that dude. It's this guy, (laughs) the lead up to it as well. You know, the fight between Mando and Moff is just, it's, fantastic you know the to and throne what's going on and i remember thinking during the episode i was like genuinely like where's this going where's this going like i don't think they're winning like it doesn't yeah. feel like they're winning at the moment you know what could what could happen <laughs> and I, I remember that feeling i remember thinking i don't know how this is going to end and i'm not sure if i'm going to like it i remember thinking that and yeah, I think it's magic. It's pure magic. That ending is just it's it's fairy tale. It's a fairy tale rescue. Yeah, the rescue isn't them rescuing Grogu. It's them being rescued by uh, to, to call a spade a spade a greater being, someone who is just in tune remarkably with this magical force. You know, it's um the dark troopers are sweet. <laughs> just yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's hard on paper when I'm like grading it and I'm like, well, does it match up in this bit? Does it match up? Well, no, I don't think it's stronger. I think actually there are episodes that are stronger in some facets, right? The Believer as an example. But when I'm going off of just emotion, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty emotional, emotional person. Um, When you're going off of emotion, when you're going off of nostalgia, when you're going off of um, memory, you know, what it means to you, where were you when that happened? They all play a part. And this episode is wonderful. It It is absolutely a moment in time that we'll never get back. We will never get that Friday back in 2020 when we witnessed this. Everyone freaked out. You know, my brother called me. What did you think? I was like, I loved it. He's like, I know. I know. What? You know, what? fun recap. It was very fun. And for me, mate, yeah. Chapter 16, The Rescue. Number two, a solid silver medal. It's it's hard to look past that one, isn't it, mate, for the impact it had. So, mate, I remember sitting on my couch up in Brentwood and in the morning and just hearing it as one X-Wing. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, and then when we finally got the reveal of who it was and he saw through the door, I just remember, when, when we saw the X, I remember standing up being like, nah, then they're not doing this in Mando shortly. And then they did. And it's so well done because they built it up. You know, the good guys are getting whipped and I saw a great yeah. comment. It's, I, I don't know who said it. Someone, someone on internet said, um, you know, the look on Gideon's face when he realized just who's turned up is the man who's heard the, the rumors in from, on, from the Imperials that, there was a, there was the Emperor Vader and Luke all in the room together, and only mm-hmm. Luke came out alive. And he's like, mm-hmm. ah, "That guy's coming for me now." I was like, "That's a great way." Yeah, who's of thinking who's this like, kid? Who's this yeah. guy? <laughs> yeah, who's <laughs> this guy? And I love. <laughs> and Dean's like, "Are you a Jedi?" Yes. It's that classic oh, Dean, isn't no. it? Oh, it's man. just I cry my eyes out every time when the music swells when he gives Grogu to him. Um, whatever yeah. happened next with with Grogu and Mando and how they came together whatever but 
oh, the music in that moment is heart-wrenchingly good. Yeah. Does this mean we're on our gold? We're on our last episode, aren't we? Have we done what I think we've done? <laughs> have we? Uh, have we? Have we agreed on our last spot? There's only one way have, to find out. <laughs> that is very, very, very strange. If we have, but um, and you know, if if it is, and you know, it's got the session's approval. Let's not beat around the bush. My number one episode of Star Wars television is season two, episode nineteen of Star Wars Resistance: The Escape. You ain't buying that, are you? <laughs> well, it's close you know, enough. It's similar. I do actually like thematic- I do like that thematically. Episode. It's similar. <laughs> it I is. I, I do like that episode. To be fair, but uh, no, my my. Of course, it is, mate. It's, it's episode ten, season one of Andor. One way out. <laughs> one. Let's see. What's the- I wonder what Lugie Boy's got. <laughs> so, mate, we might as well say what yours is now. Same. Andor episode ten. One way out. Yeah, that is gold. Bonk. See. Yeah. I know you love the show, but I thought, nah, Lukey Boy's going to have Shadow Warrior above this. He's going to have uh, the rescue, not because uh, not because you're not as intelligent as me. And you just don't get it. Um, <laughs> I just like for the reason you said, like the feeling. I know how much you know that Clone Wars vibe meant to you, and obviously seeing Lukey Boy. But mate, some say Andor doesn't feel like Star Wars, and I say good if it means you get something like this episode, which functions perfectly. As an episode of television, don't, worry, don't get rid of all the Star Warsiness to it. It's just a great TV, and that the, the euphoria and release of this episode—it comes without a single lightsaber in sight. No, there's no Force or Jedi, and that, which is why it's almost surprising that this would top both of our lists. That this is the the probably the least Star Warsy episode on both of our lists, or one of them that's ever been made. Yet it's number on our list because. They, they they got the basics right, but they also elevated them. They, they they gave us the stakes. They gave us characters that listen. Whether or not we we can sit here and name everybody on table five who was working on the piece doesn't matter. We knew that they were part of a group, the, the team. Um, they, you know these guys aren't heroes, and they never felt like heroes until they were literally running for their freedom, escaping. That's the only time they became heroes. It's when they were hightailing it. They weren't. They didn't suddenly turn into the macho men and soldiers and terminators. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, blokes and blokes fighting for their life, and um, and of course you got Kino Loy's the rising and rousing speech, Luthen's monologue filmed here in Essex, yeah. which we covered in that uh, episode of the speeches. But you know the music is that like, the way with Kino's speech, the music is quality. The script felt so genuine and laid, is visually appealing. You know the final line with one of the final lines, I like, can't swim, and as of now. I know what Tony and Andy have said, but as of now, it's the last we see of Kino. He's just, he, he can't swim and he's just left there. But there's so much to this episode. Power doesn't panic. You know, the lines yeah. like that, the allusions to what happened on the other level, level two, who got yeah. fried, 100 men, tell, don't show. And the, and this is what the show does brilliantly. I don't need to see men getting fried on level two to know it's a bad thing. The implication of it, of what we can imagine it is, it was good enough for me. And from, from the end of part nine, where you know how many cam- when Andy Circus just says you know never more than twelve, and that was one of the most oh. fist pumping moments I've ever had watching TV, mm-hmm. leading into this, and I don't mean to sound like I did with Aldani the eye, but it's the slow burn. We 
we don't immediately get to the rescue. We build up to it. We, there's little looks between characters here and there. Andor's got to knock out the pipe. Will they, won't they? Because we generally don't know if they're actually going to escape or not. Um, the the Imperials and that aren't incompetent fools it, it, throw out Andor. They, they obviously, do they make mistakes? Yes, but are they incompetent? No, they look, they're terrifying. You don't know if they're going to make it out, mate. And, and, and like the eye, the, the, our, our, our heroes do fall. One more time. We may not remember the names of everybody in that room, but we've seen their faces for three episodes. So, and, and most of them get gunned down. And then we don't see it here. We, there, there's no time to mourn. We just get on with it. It mm. just felt real. The stakes, the emotion, the writing, the performances, the look of it, the music, what what came before, what came after, what it means. We know where uh, Andor's story goes in Rogue One. It's just a perfect confluence of everything. It is the for me, it's by far and away the best bit of television uh, Star Wars has ever produced. Now I can also probably stack it up to some of the films in terms of just what it does with it, with what it has. But um, I don't want to take up all of the time, my friend. So I will throw it to you. But I, I know I'm going to agree with everything you say. <laughs> I know. It. Well, well, yeah. It's it's to to expand on what you've said because once again we're in we're in total agreement. Um, it's funny that we've kind of got really different lists, but on this we completely see <laughs> eye to eye on. You know, we're like, yeah, it's 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 a it's a marvel. You know, it's uh, from start to finish. It is, in my opinion, perfect. It feels perfect, like ninety nine point nine percent there. It's just wonderful. The whole the whole show builds up to this. Once again, context is very important in this list, and that's why I have to include it. If I am including Shadow Warrior, if I am including Twin Sons, if I'm including the Rescue, I need to really weigh up the the the, the context of what builds to this episode. It's it's hard to just strip everything back and do individual stuff, yeah, because. Otherwise, it'd be Visions episodes, probably, you know, on top. And, and by the way, that, there are some very good Vision episodes that I did consider. Tales of the Jedi as well. Ta- Tales of the Jedi, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. There is so much quality when it comes to Star Wars television. And uh, this episode's really made me appreciate that even more. Not to say we didn't realize it, but it's easy to forget. It's really, really easy to forget. And we live in a fast food, you know, instant gratification society. And sometimes we go, oh, well, that was rubbish. Oh, that was rubbish. When we were talking about The Believer earlier, at the time, we did not appreciate that episode. At the time. We you just, are did, right. we, did, we just didn't. Yeah. And now you and I have sat down and we've really studied it. And we're like, wow, that is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. Yep. One way out. However, we knew it at the time. We knew it at the time. The week it came out, wow. Wow. And guess what? You know, whenever it'll be sometime this year, two years later, 10 years later, whenever, we'll still look back at it and go, wow, what a moment. What a phenomenal moment in Star Wars. It's everything. Like you said, the dialogue. We did the speeches of Andor Season 1. I've mentioned it already. Episode last year. Two of the speeches out the three big speeches in this episode they're in this episode yeah and 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 the one way out bit does not take up all of the episode yeah it's about half give or take yeah there's a lot more going on 
in this episode. There is so much storytelling. There is so much going on. The music, the, the, the Nicholas Bratel's score, it, 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 it's remarkable. The momentum that goes along with this piece of storytelling, with this chapter in Andor, is magic. It's absolutely magic. And I can't wait for season two. Um, I know this isn't every up at everyone's street. Yeah, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think it's, you alluded to it earlier, Star Wars has proven that it can be more than a fairy tale. Yeah, and, and the 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 galaxy in real, you know, in in universe lends itself to that. It's a big galaxy. It has a big timeline. We can experiment. Yes, we can have something like Andor, which is almost it's the antithesis of a fairy tale, isn't it? Yeah, it's grimy. It's real people. It's loss. It's backstabbing. It it questions your morality, doesn't it? It it, 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 quest- it completely makes you think. Well, actually, what would I do in that situation? Am I better than them? Am I am I just like that? Would I do that? And we see that character kind of in Rogue One, but to have a character study of, oh wow, <sighs> this is people, and <sighs> one way out is is that it's everything. I think it's hard not to argue. And when I think of the rescue as much as, you know, one way it didn't, you know, make me, you know, cry like a kid at the end of it, Mm -hmm. make me feel like a kid. It didn't, it didn't. The rescue did. However, one way out from start to finish is pretty much unbelievable. The rescue, it, it, it it leans on that, that ending without that ending. It isn't a special. It is a bit lackluster. Maybe. Yeah, but the ending is perfect as well. It's just one way out is, wow, timeless. Yeah. It's timeless, which is best compliment I can give it, mate. It's hard to deny it, mate. It's, it's given mm. itself like that episode and Rick's Road and some of the others have made Andor Season 2 almost the impossible task now of being as good as, yeah, it's going to get bigger and we're going to see more and more tie-ins to the bigger galaxy with like Rogue One and that, but... They've already they've they've already given us a uh, pretty much a flawless season um, with a few bumps notwithstanding. But I'm so glad that we had the, uh, the that our number one was the same one though, mate. And um, uh, the best part is I know there's people out there saying you know a Clone Wars episode or a Rebels or Bad Batch or something will be there or Tales of the, that's their favorite episode. And that's the beauty of it is none of this matters in terms of whether we're right or wrong. It's just what we feel. And the fact that we both felt the same thing about that episode is insane i i can't wait to go back and rewatch. i rewatched it over the weekend and i was like yeah this is this ain't going nowhere from my top spot this is staying <laughs> right there and i hope something in season two comes over and, and takes its place mate I, I really do because that just means we're going to get an absolute worldie of season two but yeah episodes like this so. mate make that line in I hope so. one, you know we've all done terrible things in the, in the name of the rebellion or the, uh, terrible things in our past it all comes into play when we watch rogue one again now because we look back at stuff like this but well i think that is a very strong what 17 or so episodes because we had a little bit of crossover 16 episodes a little bit of crossover there i think it's incredibly strong and like we said that's without any visions that's without any tales of the jedi that's without star wars resistance and that's what that's just <laughs> dipping our toes into some of the other animals. droids cartoon <laughs> the, oh yeah the droids um <laughs> caravan of courage but but listen you know if, if i did a top if i did a top 25 there'd be a resistance one in there there'd definitely be tales and visions in there as well i know there would be well, um, there wouldn't so be a resistance say, in mine mate 
bit of resistance in my I know. I think I appreciated it just a little bit more, but that's some of the episodes yeah, are fun. But, um, but then if I had to, mate, if I had to pick a choice, the top 10 probably would have been mostly Andor, but um, mm. it's just how it is. But mate, mate, I think that is a one, one heck of a, a list. I'm really, really pleased we did this. I'm so glad that we didn't just have the same top 10 mm, as yeah, well. Really different. Really different, actually. Yeah. So yeah, big time. Last thing then, mate, is we've got Acolyte, we've got Skeleton Crew, we've got Ahsoka Season 2, we've got Andor. We don't know what's what those shows are about, but are, are you confident, though, that any of those shows could ambush your top 10 at any point, do you reckon? 100%. We're in a good place. 100%. 100%. You watch. This time next year, let's revisit the topic. Hi, this is Daniel Roebuck. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray. This is Misty Roses. This is Mike Evans. This is Jeremy Kuhn. I'm the director of A Disturbance in the Forest, producer of Napoleon Dynamite, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. And breathe. We are done with our top 10 each of Star Wars television series. Hey, look, would it have been easy to do top 10 combined? No, as you've just heard. I'm so pleased we did them individually. But with that, I think I need a little drinky poo to settle down my excited and frazzled nerves after going through that roller coaster of a ride. So thankfully, we've pulled up the Essex Falcon outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. And the only question that remains, my friend, is shall we? Uh, let's do it. Come on, come on, come on. Can I offer you a libation? To celebrate the closing of our shared narrative. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Absi, give me the spiciest drink you got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yes, here we go each week here in the Bantina. We hear from you lot, the greatest listeners in the entire galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers and we want to hear your thoughts on what we've been discussing this week. And this week... We asked for your top 10 favourite episodes of Star Wars television. Uh, some of you gave us top 10s, some of you just gave us individual episodes. But one thing you didn't do is you didn't disappoint. Uh, Luke, take us away over on Instagram and Threadsies. Right. Uh, Brendan Wayne, the Mandalorian himself, said anything Mandalorian. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we love that. Uh, Mudhorn Craft says Mando Chapter 14. The Tragedy, uh, Clone Wars Season 7, The Phantom Apprentice, and or One Way Out. We love to see it, don't we? Jin Erso says there are many more, of course, but these have to feature as top five for me in no particular order. The Box and Clone Wars, The Rescue, The Mandalorian, From the Desert Comes a Stranger, The Book of Boba Fett, Twin Sun, Star Wars Rebels, and Part 6 from obi-wan kenobi a lot of love mate a lot of love online for this topic and asking people this the diversity in answers is ridiculous have you noticed that like the answers are absolutely ridiculous in their diversity a lot of different thoughts but we generally had one or two episodes that kept coming up yeah, or episodes that kept coming out. And that's kind of why we decided to do a tournament in the end. But we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, mate, what else are people saying online? Uh, over on X, Willow Waz 
She said, oh dear God, it might take a while to choose, but I mean, one stands out. I'll have a thing and get back to you for the other nine in no particular order. The one that stood out was one way out. Yes. Mm. Uh, Sean Furlong, I love the episode where Mando takes his helmet off. Good shout, that's in my list. Um, Bracken, uh, his top three is part six from Kenobi, One Way Out and The Rescue of the Mandalorian. Um, Scalici, top three, One Way Out, Twin Sons and Rick's Road from Andor. Uh, and Thamaz, top three, The Gunslinger, One Way Out, and The Call from Rebels. He's also got No Place Safe in, from Resistance and Screech's Reach from Visions, as long as, as well as The Gathering Storm from Boba Fett. So some great, great, great choices there um, for Maz. And then obviously just looking through the other ones, uh, Sal has The Sith Lord from Tales of the Jedi. He's also got that outpost that I mentioned from Bad Batch. Uh, the Wrong Jedi has come up as well. Shadow Warrior, which you mentioned, the Eye, Sacrifice from Clone Wars, some great shouts. Over on Facebook, the old book face, The Tank, the main man, the King of Kansas, the Kansas Chief, you could call him. Jimmy Adams, he gave us, he's a man who knows what he likes, and he likes Twin Sons from Rebels. Uh, episode oh. 4 of Ahsoka, which I went for. Well, the, the Siege of Mandalore arc from Clone Wars. Chapter 3 of Mando. Me and, me, me and Tank are on the same, same thing here. Uh, Luth, um, well, you're both, the you're both a couple of beefy boys. You couple know, of humans, so, aren't we? He's yeah. also gone for One Way Out, and he's also gone for episode six of Kenobi. It's a nice one. And finally, Joe Overton Pin, who also loves Dave's done knees, he, she's gone for <laughs> The Rescue, One Way Out, Rick's Road, um, Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 1, the, the Bad Batch episode, The Introduction of Thrawn, Part 6 of Ahsoka, and Kenobi, Part 6. Um, and she says the Siege of Mandalore is probably her favourite like overall content in Star Wars. So some, and I'm glad, mate, that we got some diversity in terms of animation as well. We're not just going straight up live action. A lot of animation yeah. there. We know we know there's a massive community for Star Wars animated shows, and with good reason because some of our episodes uh, are on that list are some of the best we've got out there. So some good ones there, wouldn't you say, mate? It's Big filth. time, mate. Big time. Let's um quickly do the tournament. Let's look at yes. the bracket, right? Because I looked at all of the, 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 the answers on, on X, on threads, on Instagram, and I kind of made like a list of what was popping up the most of the time. And we started um, we started the knockout. It was just on Instagram. I thought, oh, let's not overcomplicate. Let's just yeah. do it on Instagram stories, right? And, and go from there. And I did a little bracket, mate, and the finale and it's uh, partly the way it just turned out like animation ended up being on one side and live action was on the other side and stuff but the finale of was and or one way out versus clone wars victory and death which is an episode that wasn't even on either of our lists and it's quality i know and people love it but that that finale it's special isn't it it is so special um you want to know who won? Mate, if it's, if it's the same one that we've picked, I will be horribly surprised, but pleasantly surprised. It's a surprise to be sure, but welcome one. It is Andor, One Way Out, with 55% no. of the vote. It is. Yeah. I know people We're got nearly... well into the bracket, and we love you for that, but I thought Clone Wars would take it, just because of it's Clone Wars. The, the the votes are... It's it's getting so far. I mean, we, we got like nearly 300 votes on this, and... Um, yeah, it for for Instagram stories that's crazy, crazy impressive actually. And um yeah, it's got to the point now where not much is you can call it 
Do you know what I mean? You can call it. It's like, yeah, you can call. You can call Florida. You can call Florida as a state now. Oh, see, we know. We know our U.S. politics. We know it. Um, Stop the count. St- <laughs> oh, right. Listen, and quality. The people love it. But I think as well, it's worth saying, like we say with any of our interactions online, it's probably a reflection a little bit of our community. You sickheads, right? So, yeah. what Good can show. I say? Good We've show. all got great taste. But the, the Clone Wars, there were a lot of people, including your brother, who's like, nah, are you like stupid? Like Clone Wars all the way, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, he so, is, but, uh, yeah. but I put on our Discord, <laughs> very cryptically, I said, there's only one right answer. And it yeah. was one way out. It's, it's only one, but that, I would have said that about all of the episodes with yeah. no res- disrespect because all of them are quality. But great shout with the bracket though, mate. Great idea. And it, it's just much easier to do on Instagram. Stick it on the stories. If you're not following us on there, do so. We'll let you know where you can find us later on. But yeah. thank you everyone who sent in your comments. Thank you everyone who voted. Thank you everyone who shared the bracket over the last week. If you didn't hear your comment featured, please do continue to send in your thoughts. And maybe, just maybe, maybe you'll be featured on an upcoming stint in the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Mm, best podcast. That's yeah. right, it's the spiciest part of the bada 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 It's the Patreon questions section. The Max Rebo experience is kicking us off this week, mate. He goes, what is the first dad joke Darth Vader said when he learned Luke was his son? Matty boy, this is like catered for you, I think, buddy. Mate, this this is it. You know, people talk about the Force as this mystical thing that binds us. The moment yeah. when you become a dad, something happens to you. Like something is passed down from 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 the heavens above and it imbues your soul it's like a, a, you get hit by lightning and then suddenly bang you are the purveyor of the greatest jokes ever known to man um what's the, what was darth vader's first one i don't know what his first one was but i know that when he found out about luke he he told the stormtroopers that he had a daughter named ella uh, he really wanted to give them a lift ella vader <laughs> wow come on <laughs> and he's like oh uh, well look yeah go on there's more yeah i've been thinking about this he said, what what bike did yoda have as a kid you know he said a doosicle because there is no try and then uh, on his first <laughs> meeting with luke he said luke why did i cross the road to get to the dark side so uh <laughs> i've heard that, that jokes unite assemble uh, classic ones. So I, you know, I could go on forever with this, but I want to know yours. Uh, Matt is a specialist in dad jokes. <laughs> so in reality it's, as well. It's no, 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 no. That's what I meant. In reality, like if you follow Matt <laughs> on social media, I've like I've got his number on WhatsApp. Sometimes I'm just getting dad jokes, and I'm like, oh. But that it's got <laughs> to the point where they are cracking me up. Like it's got to the point where I'm like, oh, that is actually pretty <laughs> good. You got my number on WhatsApp after seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a while. We've it's just been time, doing a uh, messenger pigeon, haven't we? <laughs> oh. Listen, I'm, I'll be honest, mate. It's a stretch for me to try and do a Star Wars uh, Darth Vader dad joke. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, Matt is the master at them. So I'm <laughs> Max Rebo, it's a great question. I'm going to let Matt just... 
just listen to Matt's ones. He just did three, just like that. He did. Th- I don't that. need to. I do not need to follow it up. He's got it covered. He's got it covered. So, sorry, mate. mate there's there's no other times would I say no 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 you're answering the question. I will take the W on that one. Um, yeah. I will take that one. Though I, at some point I would like to hear you drop some kind of naff pun or joke at some point, okay. which catches all, right. all of us off guard. And that's when we know you've answered a question. Well, uh, okay, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll, I'll try and I'll try and do it. Yeah, all right, I'll try well, and do it. How about this one? I'll throw this one over to you then. Max, great shout. We didn't get your dad joke, but want to hear it. This one, though, is from Matthew Bell, who we all know as Big Boy Bell. Mm. He says, this one's for you, Lukey Boy. He says, yeah. hi, lads. Do you think that the Bad Batch season three finale date of May the 1st, 2024, is a deliberate bit of scheduling to get the series finished prior to Star Wars Day, of course, May the 4th. If so, what do you think they have planned? So mm. Disney and their scheduling ahead of the kind of often talked about but often deflating Star Wars Day. What do you reckon's going on with that? It's ah, uh, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's a weird one. Bad Batch Season 2 came out before... Um, what show? Mando season three, right? Uh, yeah. Last year, yeah. And there wasn't. Was there? I think there was a crossover. If there was if, crossover, um, there was a crossover. In an ideal world, yeah. Because I think I think we big up, you know, May the fourth, Star Wars Day, to be something bigger than than it is. A little yeah. bit, maybe. Yeah, as Star Wars fans, in an ideal world. Yeah, Disney, Lucasfilm go, ah, oh, mate, long that, long that. We're going to break tradition, yeah? The Acolyte, episode one, maybe even two, comes out on Saturday, Ooh. May 4th, Star Wars Day. Oh, I'd love next it. Next episode, next episode, the 8th of May, Wednesday, the 8th of May. Tune in. They well, um, did it with Kenobi. It would of. be huge. They they did do it with Kenobi. They did break convention with Kenobi. Um that would be absolutely massive, mate. Absolutely massive. It would give both shows a wee bit of, you know, breathing room, but not a lot. Um, it's funny how they schedule all of these. I don't think it's an accident. I don't, I, I can't believe that's an accident. That is just so convenient. Three <laughs> days before May the 4th, before Star Wars Day, you having a laugh. Why? Why not start it a week earlier? Why not start it a week later? You know, no, it specifically it specifically goes up to the first of May. What are you thinking, mate? Like, have I got some? Have I got a point? Do you think maybe? We always do. I always trust your word, my friend. Uh, even mm. and even if I don't agree with it, I always know where you're coming from. But this yeah. one is a weird one because exactly what you said is that I think as fans or more like the the corporate the the organisations out there. Who, who, who big the day up, May the 4th, it's like, ah, Star Wars Day, when in reality, mm. nothing happens. You know, you mm. might get that weird, but quite cool, zany biomes thing that dropped, or maybe like a little Lego special, which is cool. Um, but very, or very rarely does anything of note happen, and I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong there, but very rarely That's does true. anything like wild happen as a deliberate act. If May the 4th just happens to fall on a Wednesday and an episode comes out, then... Well, that's just a schedule, but they don't really do much. But this 
they the the it's not even the and I know we're going to cover Bad Batch in the next couple of weeks, but it's not even the it's the scheduling, yeah, but it's the way they've done the scheduling. That the first day there's three episodes, then at three points throughout the season they're dropping two episodes. It's almost like they're trying to squeeze it in to get it done. So I mean, correct? Is it because something's coming out, or is it? I don't think it's Bad Bad Batch related, which is a shame. I don't think they're going to suddenly say, "Oh, we joked, we're going to have a Bad Batch film dropping on May the fourth. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if there is something planned. But then the whole satellite of it all throws me off. So. It looks like it could be, but it's the weekend makes me think maybe not. Mm, I know. I, I hear. I know it. I know it's a bit far-fetched. I know it's a long shot. Mm-hmm. I think we'll know more about it in about, well, next week, in, end of next week or the week after, um, when it's the Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs, oi, oi, Jimmy Tank. the Tank Adams, uh, neck of the woods, versus the San Francisco 49ers, Super Bowl, that is Sunday, the 11th of February. Uh, that kicks off late here in the UK. That will be 11.30pm uh, on a Sunday. Um, so long that off. I'm just going to wake up in the morning. And then if, if, if an Acolyte trailer's there, legendary. I think that would be Good very timing, telling. Does. I think it'd be really telling if we get some sort of Acolyte promotion. But it's got, you know, it's got to be, it's mm-hmm. got to be coming up, mate. They, they need to start letting people know what the, what on earth this show is, what it's about, when it's set. Yeah, it's, and that's going to be an uphill battle. That is going to be yeah, an uphill right. battle. Yeah. yeah. And I'm st- right. part of me is starting to think, come on, lads. We, you know, I could be wrong. They might change their schedule completely and we've got loads of time but you know the year's already it's, it's slipping by us mate it's already it's February yeah I, I don't wish the year to go but bring on 2025 because I want to see Andor season 2 come on let's <laughs> get this year done but mate you're right yeah. they need to start if, if it does drop on Sunday night and we wake up on Monday morning to some acolyte news or trailer news well yeah. they couldn't have planned that any better for us here at Sessions HQ so that's a good shout though with the Super but no I don't really like well, I don't like NFL but um, I, mean, I like most football, people like proper football yeah proper football yeah none of this but I know it's very popular stop trying to make it a thing but it is over here in the UK um, <laughs> apologies um the uh, so yeah, but I know like a lot of people, people tune into the Super Bowl to see the trailers, to see the halftime entertainment. I don't know who the t- entertainment is, but what I do love about it is you know the whole spectacle and pizzazz of it all. Maybe I'd enjoy it if I watched it. However, if there was an acolyte trailer, I would enjoy it infinitely more. But yeah, I think you're right, mate. We'll know more by this not next week's episode. Maybe next week's episode, uh, we'll know a little bit more. But I think the schedule is telling as to why they are compressing the episode so much. Maybe we've got two episode arcs, maybe not, but. Something's going on. I don't know what, though. But the Saturdayness yeah. gets me. That's all it is. Mm. Mm. Saturdayness. I hear you. I hear you, mate. Mm. I hear you. What a, what a sweet round of patron questions, right? Love it. Thank you so much, Max Rebo Experience and Big Boy Bell. We love it. We love it. We love you guys. We did have one more question, which we haven't forgotten about. Uh, we will be looking at that one because it is uh, it calls for a bit more of a nuanced conversation, shall we say. So uh, keep your ears out for that if you've sent in a Patreon question. But that is going to do it for our time here in the Bantina Barman. Sorry about the mess. We'll be back again to cause just as much chaos this time next week here in the Bantina. Gentlemen, 
It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Game! Yes, in the meantime, whilst we're bopping away, we're playing with our toys in the background. Uh, a Baby Yoda toy and a Fall Guys plushie. Thank you. For those Context. Context, Context Mr. Hudson. Thank absolutely. You. And I've learned over the six, seven years how long we've been doing the show for. Context is absolutely necessary when I open my mouth. Um, so there we go. <laughs> but context is also necessary if you've never heard this show before and you're thinking, game? On a Star Wars show? What is all this about? What is the meaning of this? What is she proposing? <laughs> well, at the end of every episode, we end with a Star Wars themed game. We alternate hosting responsibilities and I'm doing it this week. Lukey Boy's playing. Do you want to know what the game is, sir? Of course, mate. What are we doing? It's a game of guessing. I think you need to, I want you to guess something for me, mate. We've had a lot mm. of great Star Wars television series across mm. the spectrum of entertainment, animation, live action, and all that. Shorts like Tales of the Jedi um, and Visions, which I've actually left off the list. Whoops. But I want you to tell me, what's the Rotten Tomatoes audience score for those seasons, uh, for those shows as a whole? And by oh. shows, I mean... It, inc- it is season one through seven of the Clone Wars, not individually. When I say the Clone Wars, you need to tell me the overall audience score for these shows. We're not talking about critics. We love those guys, but we want to know what the fans think. Okay. So I've got all of the shows apart from Visions because I forgot. Uh, and I want you to tell me within, let's go within, I'm going to be really naughty, within 2%. See how close, with it, um, Within, within 2%. If you get quite okay. close, I'll, I'll just give it to you anyway. For those listening, right. we don't go hard and fast on points here. It's, it's all a bit of fun. But you need to yeah. give me the audience score then for these shows. DJ, play the music. My friend. We're like the FIFA. Of we, don't really, we don't really bother with rules and that. Yeah. We don't bother with rules. It just depends who you are. Um, the yeah. Book of Boba Fett. What was the audience score for that show overall? I mean, 60... no Star Wars fans are discerning. 65%. It's not a bad star for 10. Uh, it is a little bit lower than that. The answer is 53% was the oh audience score. Days. Not not far off. I will say that right now. It's a good shout. Okay, okay. so what did you say? You said 65, all right. Mm. I'm writing these down as if I'm going to reference them. I probably not. Um, what was the <laughs> overall show score for Obi-Wan Kenobi? Seventy-two percent. I like where you, I like where you're going with this. You're, you're you're staying in a certain ballpark, and it's kind of working. <laughs> it isn't right, but it's not far off. The okay. uh, audience score for Obi Wan Kenobi was sixty-two percent. You're only ten percent off there, mate. Wow. So you're, okay. you're not being trumped here. You're not getting walloped. So, all right. Well, let's let's move on. Let's let's go animated. All four seasons of Rebels combined. What was the audience score for Star Wars Rebels? Seventy-five percent. He's gone 75% for that. He's lowballing in Star Wars Rebels, possibly. The answer is 84% Star Wars Rebels audience score. So <laughs> you're going a little bit high, you're going a little no, bit low. No comment. No comment. Yeah. yeah. I think right, people, people are more harsh on live action as well. I'll say that. Yeah, I do uh, think no, animated, so. animated is extraordinary, right? Like the, the standard in Star Wars animation is brilliant, <laughs> but people are pretty harsh on live action, I think. But fair enough, I think mate. So. 
Rotten Tomatoes, uh, though, isn't it? Rotten Tomatoes. Like yeah, these audience, they don't know what they're talking about today. Um, I never, I never refer to the audience score, but uh, <laughs> this time I have done. Let's keep it of animation. Let's see if your theory holds any kind of water. What was the combined audience score for all seven seasons of the Clone Wars? <sighs> Clone Wars is so loved. Eighty percent. Learn what you've learned. Eighty percent. You're going. Yeah. Final answer. Yeah. Okay. The answer for the Clone Wars is ninety-one percent. Oh, but across come on. all seven seasons. See, it's so. That's not right. That's not. That is not reflective of actual. Uh, but fair enough, mate. Fair enough. This is. I love democracy. <laughs> I love democracy, mate. At least with the, and I'm going to say this with all bias in the world. At least with the critic score, it isn't the critics giving it that score. It's do you like it? Thumbs up, thumbs down, basically. And it's the amount mm. of people who said they liked it gives it the critic score so if a film has 100% it just means 100% people liked it not that they gave yeah. 100% the audience score is different um, yeah. so it's not based on anything interesting you know, it's just, it's, which is I find it very strange but it's e- it, uh, we all know it's easier to mini- far, far easier to manipulate the audience score but yeah. so far Clone though was... not so, you know fine maybe a bit high some places for Lukey Boy but you know it, they're in the ballpark of where I'd imagine given the fans um, kind of feelings towards them here's the yeah. big one though here's the sticker mm. season one of Andor what, what is the consensus for the fans of Andor people say it's not um, Star Wars but is it was it for them uh, 80, 83% I thought you were going to do it then I thought oh gonna, no I thought you were going to say 86% for Andor you were so close I respect you though mate Oh, I said 2%. I'm going to give you that one because you only three points off. All right, Wee. then. Well, if, if Andor was not Star Wars enough for some people, Ahsoka was like was Star Wars for so many people. So what was the audience score for Ahsoka? 75, I'm going to go with. Uh, the answer is 69% for Ahsoka, the audience score. Not million miles off. Not it's, not, it's much lower than I thought it'd be. Wildly yeah. lower than I thought it'd be. I yeah. know the last two episodes weren't everyone's cup of tea, maybe the first one, but they were mine with the first one. Um, mm. Okay, going to the final four now, because I forgot about Visions. I'll leave this one to last. I'll go down. What do you think the Tales of the Jedi overall was for season one? 90. Ooh, he, he went straight in with 90. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be crazy popular. Would you be surprised then if I t- told you that this had a score of 93%? Uh, <laughs> oh, 3% off. That is banging. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I just think that's how people would, would view it. It's short and sweet. You know, it doesn't get a lot wrong, does it, really, for what it's no. set out to do. So, yeah. No, true. I'd love to. I, I did look at them, but I'd love to kind of cross-reference what the what the critic score was compared to the audience, because I would have thought mm. so could be higher. But I think the critics one was high. Um, here, what about uh, the Bad Batch for seasons one and two? What do you think the overall for score is, is for that? Seventy percent. So you're going audience score seventy percent for TVB. Omega. Tick. Tick. 
Mars attacks. Um, I am going to I'm going to shock and surprise you now and tell you that the Bad Batch is currently sitting on an audience score of 83. percent See, one less than Rebels. You can't give Bad Batch 83 and not. Come on, it's it's wipe the floor of Ahsoka. I like, yeah, I know, I like, I like, I love a bit of Bad Batch, but come on, lads, sort it out. I don't know. I might be. I don't know as a whole. I, might, I think Bad Batch might yeah, be. Yeah, I think. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. That is a great question, though. Like one day we'll have like a, a big old Royal Rumble where we just throw all of our opinions together and say, "I think this show's better than this critically acclaimed one." Because if you listen to our season one Bad Batch recap, which we did, yeah, we we longed <laughs> off season two because we we're like, it's too long, can't do it. They were um, like fifteen versus minutes long. our season one Ahsoka, yeah, recap. Like you know, you get. I don't know. I think there's a clear... Yes. Yeah. I know what you mean. The the, the, the Bad Batch is 16 episodes to Ahsoka's 8. So, you know, if I look at Bad Batch and things, but certainly season 1, if that had 8 episodes, I think that could be absolutely stellar. Um, mm. If they, you know, put the best of the best in. Because a Bad Batch is, you know, the best of the best of that is incredibly good. It's just... True. I need to binge watch it to see what the rest is like. Um, yes. Like the whole... Zillow B stuff, but anyway, um, onto yeah. that one on another show. Let's go now. With we've got two left. This is the big one. I cannot wait to hear what you think about this Star Wars Resistance. What was the audience score? You said all your stuff about animation. What about Resistance? Fifty percent. You're really lowballing, aren't you? You really hate yes. that show, don't you? I don't hate it. Well, I don't love it. <laughs> that is fair enough. Hate, it's a strong word. I just don't think it resonated with a lot of people of different no. demographics. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, yeah, about half of you's liked it like, a lot. Yeah, no, no. Uh, we do love you, Christopher Sean. Though you're a lad. Yeah, um, he's a good guy. Good guy. You went fifty. You got this talent for being just one or two off. It's forty-seven percent, mate. <laughs> Forty-seven <laughs> percent. So the th- that's the third time you've been three percent off. See if you can close the gap on the last one. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. The last one then is the Mac Daddy, the Big Daddy, the Puff Daddy, the Mandalorian seasons one, two, and three combined. What's the audience score for that show overall? Eighty percent. The low balling man, though. You just not. You don't think the pop culture juggernaut is higher? No, I don't. I thought 83. I think it's going to be in the 80s. I think. I think. Season three oh. dented it a little bit. Hey. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just he, saying, like, that, did, did, of, if we're doing, if we're doing like an average, yeah, of reviews on uh, each. I, I, if I like season three, I love the other two. Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to stick with your first answer because it's much closer. You said 80%. The audience score for the show as a whole was 78%. So you're within that okay. 2% much lower than I thought I thought the audience score would be much higher but whether it's season one or season three which dented it I don't know but I think it was that third one looking at it I think it's third but yeah you, you you were close in on some of them mate you were very very close on Andor you were very close on Mando very close on Tales of the Jedi very close on Star Wars Resistance and the other ones were in the ballpark there was none there that I can see that you were like wildly off kilter I think the most you were off was I think 13% you said 70, Bad Batch was 83. I think that was the biggest That's a there. surprise, though. Hey, I'm surprised by that one. The more I think about it, I'm like, no, I, I can see. It's just it's two I, very I, decent 
seasons and even if that's the thing even if they're not mind-blowing they're two very decent seasons which for most yeah. people would be like yeah yeah thumbs up decent don't tell mm. Bespin, mate. Whenever I bring a bad batch up to Bespin, the guy like shuts down. <laughs> he's like, nah. <laughs> he, he needs to get out more, doesn't he? He's, he's uh, enjoy the bad batch, doesn't he? Maybe I'll be one of those guys dogpiling on him. Yeah, he doesn't like the bad batch, slapping him about. Tweet him. Tweet him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that will do. Fake fan. He's not a fake fan. Don't come at him or me. Nah, he's a um, lovely bloke. Boy. Lovely bloke. A heck of a job there, though, mate. Um, Surprised to be sure, but I welcome up with some of them scores. But I think he performed admirably well. So well done. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Pat on the back. Well done, Mr. Luke. Well done. Good yeah. game, mate. Good game. Listen, mate, like I, it. Like it. I like it. Let's 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 see what you guys out there thinking and, <laughs> and belittle your percentages. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than our own choices. But no, guys, yeah. thank you so much for listening. So we had an absolute ball. Uh, researching this episode we had an absolute blast recording it we hope you enjoyed it don't stop though we'd love to hear what your top 10 episodes are have you got any surprises which didn't make our list or any of that we didn't even mention we'd love to hear from you but that is going to do it though for this episode of Star Wars Sessions this is where the fun began but the fun doesn't end here no one's ever really gone where can the world find us Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for us on X, Instagram, Threads, Facebook, TikTok, social media. Just search Star Wars Sessions and you'll find us. Drop us a voice note or a message to our email address, which is hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. We've mentioned it in the show, the Patreon. Any signups, any support, much appreciated. No pressure, though. Yeah, we know not everyone's in a position to do that. Uh, we've also got a lovely Discord. Yeah, like a big WhatsApp group chat. It's awesome. DM us on socials, and we'll give you the link if you're not a weirdo. Yeah, no weirdos allowed, only me and Luke. Um, if you want to support the show for free, though, you can do just by listening to us. You know, that means just as much to us as anything else. But we would also love it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice. It's not like the old days where you had to log onto your laptop, do it on your phone, swipe on up. Those five stars takes two seconds, but it really helps the show to grow, gets new listeners in, allows us to widen the net for Star Wars opinions and hear from more of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Ooh. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats. Tell your nearest and or enthusiast. Tell your Ewok, tell your cousin. The more, the merrier, the castle spicier. Yes, tell your nearest Star Wars resistance, Stan. That this might Ooh. be the podcast you're looking for. It is. But until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Ooh, Luke! Luke! Yeah, come on! Cappy had an Sonfuse podcast. <laughs> Codpast. <laughs> yeah, Codpast, yeah. Oh, Daisy. He loves it. Loves an interview. to wake up to. Don't flatter yourself, Kenobi. You've never been much to look at. What?